In birth, you preserved your virginity. In death, you did not abandon the world, O Theotokos. As mother of life, you departed to the source of life, delivering our souls from death by your intercessions. This feast, the Dormition of our Most Holy Lady, the Theotokos and Ever-Virgin Mary, is celebrated on August 15th. Dormition literally means falling asleep. The Greek word is kimisis. It commemorates the death of the Theotokos. The Dormition of the Theotokos, that feast day, the final feast day in the liturgical year, uh, has as its complementary bookend the Nativity of the Theotokos, which begins the ecclesiastical year in September. Why? Because the, the Theotokos, the Mother of God, is our model. She is not the great exception, but she is the, she is the great example of how we should live out our lives, and really is the key to understanding the liturgical year. She who is higher than the heavens and more glorious than the cherubim, and is held in greater honor than all creation, she who for surpassing purity became the vessel of the eternal essence, today commits her all-holy soul into the hands of her Son, and together with her all things are filled with joy, and on us is bestowed the great mercy. This feast um, stresses the Theotokos' special role, and even her death was special, because you might notice that we don't have any relics of the Holy Theotokos, because this is her falling asleep, her death. The idea is that she also is a sort of prediction of uh, what will happen to all of us, this um, transformation um, into the kingdom of God in the body. Beginning on August 1st, a two-week preparatory fast precedes the Dormition. During this period, the great and small paraclesis are frequently celebrated on alternating evenings, except on Sundays, the Feast of the Transfiguration on August 6th, and the eve of the Dormition itself. Pious faithful traditionally give the priests lists of friends and relatives who praise for them by name during the Paraclesis services. The pattern of services for the feast itself is the same as other feasts, beginning with Great Vespers the evening before the feast and continuing in the morning of the feast with Orthros and the Divine Liturgy. So the story of Dormition is, has the apostles returning. They want to look at her again. They want to see her again before she before she dies. They're really going to miss her. As much as we believe in the resurrection, it's true that that leaving is, is can be so sad. We think of Paul leaving Asia Minor and the whole church coming down to the ship and weeping on the shore as he was going to go off. In the icon of the Dormition, we see Mary, the Mother of God, falling asleep. As the story tells us, she knew she was going to die, and so she calls to, to have the apostles come be at her bedside one last time. In the center is Christ holding the small figure, the, the soul, the spirit of Mary. And it's a wonderful juxtaposition of how we typically see Mary holding the small Christ. And so now Christ is receiving and holding his mother uh, the way she had always been holding him. And so there's this, this wonderful play on that. Uh, and the rest of the icon is the, the, the apostles gathered around 
Mary, we see the bishop, uh, we assume one of them is probably James, the bishop of Jerusalem, uh, from the book of the Acts, one of the early disciples, as well as the others. What were those most sublime funeral songs that they offered then to you, O Virgin? All of the apostles of Christ the Word stood around your bed in awe and gazed on you, and they cried aloud in great amazement, Departing now is the palace of the King of all, exalted now is the ark of the holiness, eternal gates be lifted up so that the gate of God with great joy might enter in as she prays unceasingly that great mercy be upon the world. Her death, it was no different from her life. Her life was filled with the joy and love of God. So her death is no different. As St. Paul says, uh, uh, whether I'm alive or dead, nothing can separate me from Christ. Nothing could separate her from Christ either. The source of life is laid in the grave, and the tomb becomes a ladder into heaven. Rejoice, Gethsemane, the holy abode of the Theotokos. Come, faithful, with Gabriel leading, let us cry. Rejoice, full of grace, the Lord is with you, granting the world through you great mercy. Following Pentecost, Mary spent her days supporting the work of the new church. According to church tradition, when she fell ill some years later, all the disciples except Thomas were miraculously translated to her side to be present at her death. Thomas arrived three days later and was taken to see her tomb in Gethsemane. There the followers discovered that Mary's body had been removed to heaven, leaving only a sweet fragrance. There is a tradition that the body of the Theotokos was assumed to heaven. According to the story, it's not in the Bible. Again, it's apocryphal traditions that we have here. Thomas was absent from the time that the apostles gathered. When he arrived, he was taken to the tomb of the Theotokos. The body was not there. This is part of the teaching of the tradition, but we should underscore that it is not a dogma. It's not something that pertains directly to our salvation, like the creed that we have in other major doctrines of the Church. The tradition of the bodily assumption of the Theotokos into heaven is mentioned in the works of Melito of Sardis, Dionysius the Arapagite, and other early writers. Like the Immaculate Conception, this tradition is a dogma of the Roman Catholic Church. Though many Orthodox believers accept the story, and some hymns refer to it, the story never became what it did in the West, a type of resurrection that makes the Theotokos a kind of demigod, no longer a creature subject to death as a punishment for sin. We call it the Dormition. We don't call it the Assumption. We believe that she really died. And the reason that we believe she, that she wanted to die and that she chose to die and she was granted that wish is because she wanted to confess that Christ was the true life. She wanted to, like all the other Christians, confess that Christ was her salvation. She did not save herself. She was not a, a god or she was not God. She was a person in need of salvation. Part of her confession of the identity of her son is willing to die. As a gate of salvation, spiritual mountain, and living ladder, let us faithful honor the true virgin and Theotokos who is blessed by the hands of the priests. 
as the bearer of Christ, the Theotokos is often likened in Orthodox hymnography to many Old Testament revelations of God. This hymn from the entry of the Theotokos refers to the Old Testament patriarch's vision. And then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. The hymns of the church use many names to refer to the Theotokos. In this case, she has been identified by interpreters as the ladder to heaven. As the beloved mother of our Lord and one who herself loves mankind, the Theotokos is indeed our protectress. Come, all who love to keep the feasts, come, let us form a choir. Come, let us crown the church with songs as the ark of God goes to her rest. For today heaven opens wide as it receives the mother of him who cannot be contained. The earth as it yields up the source of life is robed in blessing and majesty. The hosts of angels present with the fellowship of the apostles gaze in great fear at her who bore the cause of life. Now that she is translated from life to life, let us all venerate and implore her. Forget not, O lady, your ties of kinship with those who keep in faith the feast of your all-holy dormition. Meaning of the feast like the others of the Theotokos, is to bring before us the uh, dignity, the significance, the importance of this great figure of the Mother of God and the Mother of the Church, uh, who played such an enormous role in, uh, in our salvation. And that becomes an opportunity for us to uh, reflect on the person of Panagia and to think of her as the mother of the church and as our mother who now is in heaven and praying for her children. The profound love a mother has for her children is reflected in the strong feelings children have for their mothers. In her role as the bearer of God, Mary demonstrated for all of us how to live a holy life, offering up ourselves as a living sacrifice. Today she intercedes before Christ on behalf of those who pray to her and seek her protection. All those uh, <laughs> paradoxes, antinomies in her life, uh, beginning with the fact that we, we, we sing, how can you be a virgin and yet be a mother? Uh, how can you be alive and dead? How all of those things are transcended in her life. And, and she presents us with the very same challenge to live with her, the very same pattern, the very same Reality. The Virgin Mary shows us how we are to experience personally the feast days of, of the Orthodox Church, which if we experience them as she experienced them, cleansing herself in her, in her nativity and her presentation, um, giving birth to, to Christ in, at Christmas time, accepting Christ in, and being pregnant with him uh, through the Holy Spirit as we are called to, to have a, a spiritual pregnancy as well, uh, that if that happens, then our death 
after we experience his resurrection, as she experienced his resurrection, our death therefore becomes a glorification as well. And we enter with her uh, as the first uh, among the saints into his kingdom. So she is uh, the mother of the church, she is the mother of, of Christ, she is the mother of humanity, and she is the model. It is fitting that the Feast of the Dormition, which marks the end of the life of the Theotokos, also brings the annual cycle of feast to a close. The Church, in her wisdom, has chosen the events of Mary's life as lessons for us to wonder at and celebrate. She is the model of the life lived in humble obedience to God, filled with grace, pointing always to Christ. Let us enter into the Church's worship reflecting on the glorious history of God's loving care for His creation and anticipating our own place in the great choir of voices singing praises to God. I chant a song befitting the holy disciples who carried the body of the Mother of God into Gethsemane. Therefore, cry out to the true Mother of Christ, only handmaiden of God, arise, O Queen, granting to all great mercies. 